Yo, yo, yo. We are at our next segment today. Uh, our new segment. Uh, we just figured out the name for it. It's called the post post racial world. Uh, the reason why I like to call it that, or the reason I came up with that is because there was a time after President Obama was elected that we were told by mass media and uh, a bunch of mainstream people that, oh, we're finally in a post-racial society. Funnily enough, uh, that, that is just not true, <laughs> is anything but true. And if anything, uh, things have been ramping up since then. Um, as you know, we had Donald Trump as our president after that, and then him with his very, very, um, his very, very divisive speech is what they'll say, but I'll say it's outright uh, hate speech and outright racist, um, has fueled a whole new movement and people coming out of their woodworks, the cockroaches coming into the light, talking about all this, um, all, and exposing themselves, talking about all this anti-blackness stuff and all this uh, racist stuff. And so that made me think we're not in a post-racial mm -hmm. world. We're in a post-post-racial world. The backlash is is here um, and is, is rising and we could put a face to it now. These people are getting bold. And part of that boldness coming is that there've been um, a whole bunch of bills passed and pushed through a uh, legislature by the GOP party, the grand old party, the, the, the right, the conservatives that are about anti-protesting. Um, as we know, this has been a year uh, definitely I would say amplified by uh, COVID and quarantine and people being home that um, coupled with the violence, the continued violence against uh, people of color and people have been out there protesting in the streets and people, people, um, people are now starting to police people on how to protest when this is supposed to be a country that was found on protesting. And so now a whole bunch of anti-bills are come anti-protest bills are getting pushed through legislature because they don't want us to be able to speak our voices or exercise our first right of um, speech and really let the people know that it's fucked up out here. Um, and, and coupled with that, they're also trying to push, push through in legislature that critical race theory should not be taught. And they're trying to remove that class from schools and also remove it from uh, government trainings and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, a lot of white fragility going on right now. Uh, and just wanted to hear what you guys thought, react. Dream, you went out, bro. Oh, shit, was I was I on mute? Nah, thank you, nah, thank cream. you, thank you. Oh, Appreciate yeah, you. Um, now nah, I was <laughs> just saying I wasn't on mute for that. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I, I saw him talking, but nah, I was like, <laughs> "Now nah, I appreciate you." Uh, I was gonna say that the critical race theory and like the white fragility kind of stands out to me because my my younger brother did a lot of discussions and conversations um, back in Vermont about this, and I just think like it's such an interesting thing. For me to like see that people are so against teaching critical race theory, which is, mm. you know, to make it a really simple statement or maybe oversimplify it, but it's just teaching like more accurate U.S. history to a certain point, right? Like a lot of the history that's, teach that's taught in school is is not super accurate and it's kind of watered down a little bit. So part of kind of. Part it, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so part of critical race theory is really just teaching kids like what actually happened, you know, like when Christopher Columbus found America or sailed to America, like it's teaching kids what actually happened. It's, it's trying to understand like what has happened in this nation, in this country. And the fact that people don't want that to be, you know, talked about, I think says a lot, you know, like it, it goes back to that, like that white guilt, it goes back to mm -hmm. people feeling guilty about what's happened. And like that to me is just what 
don't know that that says a lot about people that they can't accept what's happened in the past and they want people to move forward, but you know, they're not ready to move forward yet, or they want to, you know, kind of change how we're looking at things as opposed to just educating people and then letting people come up with their own feelings and thoughts about, about what's happened. Uh, I think it's just scary too, that several States are passing bills to withhold fundings, withhold funds to like have this as like a, a curriculum in schools, right? Um, and you you talked about it, Kareem, because you know I, I I'm always connected to going to a predominantly all white school, right? And being in a AP U.S. history class, and anytime we talked about Christopher Columbus or if we talked about Thanksgiving, it was like the watered down white perspective of what happened. Mm. But being opened, like going to and then going to college and having a black college professor challenge that and say, well, it wasn't all sweet and dandy that there was like a real genocide that happened during this and why we shouldn't celebrate Christopher Columbus, why we shouldn't celebrate Thanksgiving. And this is what really happened. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's crazy. Like this is something that needs to, to be enforced in schools, but it, it, it like you and D said, like, there's just an agenda that's being pushed by Republicans to to not have this conversation like there are certain things that are being put in place so yeah Yeah, we have a definition of white fragility um, which is white fragility feelings of a white person of white person experiences when they witness discussions around inequality and injustice uh, feelings of discomfort and we also have another stat here from Trevor that there have been 81 bills proposed in 34 states that are anti-protest. Mm-hmm. Um, this also just makes me think about how there's also been a huge conversation around people saying that America is fundamentally racist. And again, the right saying that, oh, how could you say that about this country? And it's like, you can't, and this is why critical race theory is important because you need to learn that history right. that one, you, you built this country, literally built this country off of stealing it from the indigenous people mm-hmm. and killing them off, as Rashawn just said, and then <laughs> enslaving in mass genocide, bringing the people from Africa over here to work in slavery without pay and figuring out after slavery to do Jim Crow and after Jim Crow to do to go through uh, lynchings and after lynchings to go through to create the criminal justice system as is anyways. Um, so you're building the backs off the blacks and the indigenous people, the railroads built by um, the Chinese and the Japanese people, internment camps by the Chinese yeah. and Japanese people in World War II. Like this is constantly, uh, we talk about Mexico and all the land we took from the Mexicans. This is constantly a world in which we have missed, which America has been racist and violent against other people. There's just no way, no if, ands, or buts about it that right. this country is racist. Right. fundamentally racist and it's mm-hmm. and it's not at this point it's not it's not good or bad it's just the truth it's like we have to acknowledge that and face that as the truth and and move forward like be, people be taking this shit as if we're accusing them themselves mm-hmm. and like yo if you get if you feel like that then that's probably because you are doing some fuck shit on the side that's probably because you are doing some racist shit on the side right like you just don't want to give up your goddamn privilege and you don't want to feel that. You know what? Let me slow down real quick. 
Someone else talk. Nah, go off, bro. No, no, no bullshit. <laughs> go we need off. to take we need to take what you just said and we need to put that on our Instagram. Like that, that right there is the <laughs> definition of what off the rip is about. Yeah. Is we need to like, bro, people need to see what you just said right there. Like that needs to be a face of our of our Instagram right there. And so that's real. Because yeah. that's it, because people need to understand like this country was strictly built off of racism. Like there's mm-hmm. there's no way you can sugarcoat it about anything. We learned about the slave trade, um, you know, Jim Crow, segregation, the three fifths rule. Like ever since this country was started, that was the definition of what America was. Was we're going to? It's predominantly one group has the say of how everything else goes. There was mm. never any equality in the country. The slaves didn't have the right to tell, hey, I don't want to come over here. They were thrown on a boat and sold over to 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 this country. Right. So it's it's like you said, it's this country was built off of racism. And until people understand that and, and want to accept that fact, I don't think anything will change because people are just gonna kind of try to be blind to it. Mm. And they've been know. telling us they've been telling us our whole life that you know, we've been fed these lies since we were a little kid. And until we got older and actually questioned the norm, we we wouldn't have known our own history if, if it was just on what we learned in our academics, in, in, our, Rashawn, in our schools. Rashawn, and, my and bad. Just, I got to jump good, in right bro. here real quick. But, like, you just brought up, Rashawn, like, growing up in a, a, a all-white school, a predominantly white institution, and talking about that move when you have to start questioning this, this history and what's going on. For me, it was an experience where I started thinking I was crazy. Like, I'm like, yo, this shit can't be right. Right. Like, yo, this 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 doesn't make any sense. I'm getting told two different stories, one at home and one from school. I'm told I got to be good in school and do everything the teacher says. Everything right. the teacher says is bullshit. Exactly. I don't want to be here. Exactly. Now I'm getting singled out because I got an attitude over you teaching me some fake shit. Exactly. I, I, I got suspended once because I told a, dude, a white boy, he was wearing his hat to the side, trying to rap, like making fun of rap. I took his hat off. I said, you can't do that. You're a white boy. You can't rap. <laughs> and then they suspended me. It's crazy, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, what, what's really going on? And then and that circles back to the critical race theory again, because it's not just learning the history, it's about learning the frameworks and perspectives of people who have been marginalized in the society. It's about learning about the inter- intersectionalities and the nuances of what the experience of these people in this country are. Yeah. So you had- also get to learning all the different right, uh all the different literature, all the different um theories, all the different uh, uh, just ways that, that people of color move and work in society. And yeah. um, you, you get their perspective, which is powerful. So it's not just the history, it's, it's looking through the lens as well. And, it, and it's crazy too, D, just seeing that, I was, I was reading it somewhere that black and brown students who attend predominantly all white schools are deemed as having learning disabilities at a higher rate than you know, white students, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's crazy seeing that. And, you know, we're, we're always, well, white teachers or whoever they might be are quicker to categorize uh, black students of having learning disabilities, but not providing them with the adequate resources that are available to other white students. So, I mean, we got to look at that as well. And it's, and it's so fucked up and it's so crazy to see that. Cause I've seen that happen to a lot of my my black friends, the few black friends that I had out in Weston and stuff, like 
and, and including myself, we were put in, in different, like in, in, in a lot of ways, different classes and stuff. And it's just like, exactly. there's, there's nothing, exactly. there's right. nothing fucking wrong with me. You know what I mean? And, um, having my parents advocate for me in a lot of ways to get me out of these places. Like I've excelled in like those honor classes and all that shit, but like it was always the teachers and stuff who tried to put us in different like classes and stuff. So you're, you're making me feel like (laughs) I'm not worthy or I'm not on the same level or playing field as I'm crazy. Yeah, exactly. I'm nuts. And, and the other piece to that is like, there's, like kind of purposeful racism and then there's like subconscious or unconscious racism yep. and one of the big issues that i'm okay. seeing people start to talk about more is how like messed up the medical model is mm. and how a lot of tests and assessments that are done uh, the BMI, exactly bmi is a great example there's so many different things where most of these things that are our medical practice now were tested on mostly white people or not people of color so like when you get into looking at um, numbers or statistics or the assessments for people of color, like you might get different results and you see how like they're not as accurate. That's why more people, uh, people of color don't get the care they need when they're in the hospital because of how they look, because of how certain assessments don't um, read, don't read correctly based on the color of their skin or based on differences in, in whatever from where they're from or cultural differences. Like you're seeing how- Based on fear of the police. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Based on fear of the police, but that's even more of like a how would I say like that's a a person's own bias or prejudice coming in. I'm mm. saying like just assessments that are created, gotcha. whether it's like the ADHD assessment, systemic, sti- systemical. Right. Yeah. So more more systemic, more stuff yeah. that's created gotcha. to, for everybody, but has racist undertones or prejudice undertones, right? And like that's one of the issues that people need to address is that it's not just people saying like oh, you know, screw this black person, or I'm better than this, I'm better than that. But it's like these systems and these places and things that are put in place that separate people and make certain people higher while other people are lower. And they create irregularities in school, in work, you know, like everywhere. Yeah, absolutely, Reem. Absolutely. Yo, I just think about it. Um, I was looking at my parents' birth certificates the other day. Like, my dad mm. was born in 62. Yep. His says Negro. <laughs> yeah. My mom was born a year after. It says colored. So it's just yeah. like my parents the fact that my parents were classified <laughs> like color. that. And, you know, we watch a lot of videos and stuff on, like, the MLKs and the Malcolm X's. And it's all put in black and white to make it seem like it was a long time ago. But yet our parents were fucking kids like yeah. they knew what was going on you know essentially speaking like if you think about malcolm x is not really taught in history you know malcolm x is something you have to go out and kind of find out about yourself just because he's not like the clean cut like no offense to like Mar- like mlk and stuff like that but like you know well, even, martin luther, like the- even martin luther king is sanctified they sanctified yeah. him yeah, he was not that clean. He was not that clean cut. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they just kind of treated him like you know he's they made a clean him, yeah. cut individual. Gotcha. And the only thing that you know about Malcolm X is the photo of him standing outside, you know, with the gun, uh, you know, outside um, looking out the window, looking out the window. Exactly. And it's like, you know, like a lot of our, a lot of the people that like we learn about in in Black history in general, because like you know we only have one month of the year, and they teach us about the same three Black people, 
We don't learn anything else. Like we learn about like George Washington Carver, Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King. And it seems to die there. You don't actually hear about like all the people that were actually, you know, doing, doing. Um, people were still alive, bro. Like we exactly. lost John Lewis this year. Like I barely mm-hmm. knew about him. Exactly. I didn't know about John Lewis. And that's sad that I barely knew about John Lewis until this year about, um, I mean, last year when we were talking about, you know, voter suppression and everything. That's the first time you really even heard about them. Like we have to like, it's it's a shame that like in the history books, they talk about all these people. Like we've learned about Christopher Columbus this whole time. He has a holiday and everything. And Christopher Columbus didn't do shit. He has a goddamn jingle, bro. Like in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Like fuck out of here. He didn't do shit, bro. You got, you got, you got glorified for finding the wrong place. (laughs) And calling and it the West the wrong, Indies, and calling, bro. And calling them the wrong people, bro. What? Who? Who get what? <laughs> but go ahead, my fault. Yeah, you're completely right. I mean, just and Fred Hampton too, man, and seeing how he was vilified. And we Absolutely. don't. We only <laughs> learned about him. We only learned about him because of that movie. It wasn't like something because they just pretty much like. Like downed his 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 impact on the on the world because of this year we went out and 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 found out about him. Like you know, let me tell you why they murdered that man. But no, but listen, twenty one year old kid, really. But before you go there, D, before you go there, it's crazy that they just made a movie off of telling it from the perspective of this FBI agent who, I mean, he he's a sellout. Like they couldn't make a movie on just Fred Hampton alone, and I, I would love to. And I know we talked about this on an earlier podcast. Because this is something that once I saw the movie, I had to like really look into who Fred Hampton was. But it would have been great to see what 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 was the shift for him to become the militant that he was. Because in those 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 situations where he was engaging with not just black people, but you know, some of these white folks and like these different communities, just the way he moved, you could tell he was just a very dangerous dude or a threat to the authority. You know? So, yeah, that's all I was gonna say was that he he was one of the most powerful and and one of the most deemed dangerous by the government by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, uh, because because he was able to bring people together like no one else before. He was able to bring people together on a level that they had never seen. He was bringing the black people together with the Puerto Rican people together with the gay people together with the poor white people together with the veterans, mm. and created the Rainbow Coalition is what he called it. And that when you start unifying everybody, then that's the where the issue is. And ever right. since then, ever since honestly, ever since then, it's been divided and conquered to me. Like after the 60s, after this, after the civil rights movement, they're like, we're never gonna let this shit happen again. Exactly. Right. So they yeah. try to they try to put a band-aid on it just to yeah. kind of make it seem like okay, everything's okay now. We're gonna while, pur- while purposefully doing stuff to undermine and separate and segregate. Like introducing drugs, the war on crime. Crack was invented to yeah. kill was invented to kill the inner city. Right. Like there's That's no right. the there's no the the war on drugs in the 80s and the crack epidemic was created by the government Bro. to stop us from to stop us from from growing as a people. And because this you look is at why today, you, you yeah. look at today and the war on drugs now is far different than the war on drugs in the 80s. Mm. And this is why y'all have to watch Snowfall. Oh yeah, Damn, that's like four straight <laughs> weeks of a snowfall plug. Oh, that's a must. Guys, <laughs> it's a must, that. bro. Y'all have to. Yeah, it's must see TV. Yeah, 
But that also like to kind of bring it back to what we were talking about earlier, like that's, I think, a big reason why, you know, the GOP kind of does this, why they, they challenge the critical race theory is because if you just put that information out there, then people can decide on their own what they believe. But by limiting it to, you know, a white version of history, you kind of force people to, to, to look at something from a certain perspective. And it kind of creates a certain idea that, you know, white people, you know, found America, this and that. But if you are able to teach like the more rounded and, and true history, then people can decide for their own, you know, how to view this person or what they think about this culture, th this and that, you know, like that will actually create more unity if people have more information. But when you just limit it to such a small piece and you can only look at it in this way and say, this person's good and this person's bad and there's no ifs, ands or buts, that's when you get the divisiveness. That's when you get what Trump was doing, you know, like these processes are terrible, you know, uh, the left just wants to be a socialist. Like when you limit it to that just small, narrow minded thinking, that's when you divide people. Like you need to educate people so that people can create their own opinions and thoughts and beliefs. And, and that's how people truly unify when they're educated and they can have actual discussions and conversations about things, you know? Well put. Well put. Yeah, put the button on 